Welcome to Not The Only One. I'm Sarah Jerome, your host and high school youth minister here at St. Matthew Catholic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. This podcast explores our Catholic faith and is here to remind you that when you have questions, you're not the only one. Ready to go? We are locked in, ready to go. You ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. Today, we have... Matthew Bedarski. He is a junior at Weddington High School. We are going to do our first episode of Teen Testimony here, season two of Not the Only One. So first off, welcome, Matthew. (laughs) How's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. I feel like I've seen you a lot this summer, but I've also just met you this summer. This this is true. Yeah. This is true. I'm only, what, three months in to high school youth ministry. Um, And your mom, I work with your mom. You do work with my mom, but I had no idea who you were. Yeah, <laughs> that that was due to, that was due to me. I know. <laughs> so tell everyone, tell the people. So uh, yeah, my mom works with uh, Sarah here, and uh, basically, uh, what I like to the you know when I heard there was going to be a youth, new youth minister at our church, I, I like to try to make people like guess and figure out. So I didn't want her to say like who I was and tell Sarah that that, that was. That was uh, that I was her son, just because I I like to give the first impressions on people instead of instead of my mom at the church. So um, it's not a bad thing, but she did eventually figure out who I was. Oh yeah, because my oh, mom said sure. she had a son. I was on the lookout. Yeah. I was like, "Who is this Matthew? Where yeah. is your son?" And I was like, "Where can I find him?" <laughs> yeah, and then we finally met. Yep. Really, VBS was like I feel like when we started to really get to know each other because you were playing guitar, you led a group, you guys had teal, you had a whole chant. Oh yeah. He was a great group. We had we had the oldest kids, and that was I had so much fun with that. Yeah, yeah. Vacation Bible School is always so much fun here. This is my first time though, actually, like being really? a part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like growing up, so like I grew up at the church, and like I had never been a part of VBS. I was a part of Life Teen. I was like an active member of the church like, as a kid, but I had never done VBS. So like this was my first time ever ever at VBS. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, what's what's funny about VBS is since it's only a morning to afternoon thing, I, I actually feels like we just got back from a uh, life teen camp. And uh, what it feels like is like life teen camp, the days run together. So oh, even yeah. though you go home in the afternoon, it feels like it was all one long day. And by the end of the week, it's like, this was a whole week. Like I came here every, you so lose it's funny. Track yeah, of time. You lose track of time. Yep. <laughs> so what was it like for you growing up at St. Matt's? Having your mom, like, in the office, me and her working together, like, all of those things. What was that like for you? Yeah, so my mom really helped me root my faith. So she obviously, you know, she pushed me a bit to be here and and help out and volunteer, and that really rooted me. But now as I got confirmed, it really then gave me the opportunity to choose, okay, how how often do I want to go? What do I want to do for the church? And so having her here helped me really get into faith and root and root me in. And then she gave me the choice to basically go out on my own and decide if I wanted to be a part of the youth programs or not. Or, and it looks, looks like I'm part of the youth programs, so look at that. <laughs> and you're here. Look yep, at that. Yeah. Now you're here. <laughs> and we're happy that you're here. Um, it's been awesome so far. So um, speaking of kind of having that being rooted and grounded, tell me a little bit about what your relationship with God looks like currently. Yeah, so... My relationship with God is really just just trusting, trusting in Him to guide to to guide my life and all the the 
fun and the crazy stuff I do. And, and it's just trusting in God that he's always there. And, and he's that, he's that, uh, that light in the darkness. Whenever there's, whenever there's darkness, just to reach, reach for him. And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. How I, how I relate to, to trusting with him. Uh, is, so I own a marketing, marketing company. And th- this is actually, this, this, this came up recently when we went to camp as I started to figure it out with one of the youth ministers is, uh, how, how it relates to me. But basically that, that um, in all the marketing, marketing is about trying new things and basically seeing what works and through the, through the failure, just eventually succeeding. And that's the same yeah. thing with the relationship with God is just, it's just trusting in the process. You're going to try new things and you're going to fail at it. But when you do get that result, it feels amazing and you just have to keep going. But even, you know, you feel the result and then you'll fail again. That, you know, that's the sad part, but you yeah. keep going, you try again. And what I think you know what I think trying new things, for example, just praying and rosary and all all different types of prayer is is what tries and you know it doesn't all work for everybody it it I haven't experimented enough, but right. I found what does help me and works for me and and what so what works for you <laughs> yeah, so uh rosary rosary praying i I do like the rosary um I try to, we say lock in with that one um, <laughs> just cause it's, it is, you know, I mean, for some people that's like, Oh, that's, that's a short, a short thing going through five decades of the rosary. But yeah, you know, it, it is, it is a long, it, it's, it's, you know, you just it have can to take lock some in. time. Yeah. You do, you do have to reserve some time and take some time. Then also uh, we were talking about it earlier. I call it the, I, I guess I call it the random, the random gospel flip. Okay. So basically just, um, you know, it's, there's there's lectio, which is basically you find you find the the Bible verse you want to read and you you reflect on it. Right. Well, I, I like to add a bit of a twist into it. Basically, flipping to a random page in the in the gospel in the, all the gospels. So any Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Basically, although okay. most of the time I hope it's Matthew because that's my favorite. But um, <laughs> not because my name is Matthew, by the way. But um, just just. It's it adds a uh, kind of a fun aspect to it. It's like, all right, let me see, let me see what God's trying to tell me this time. And so, flipping to a random page, reading a bit of it, reading through it, and sometimes it's really powerful. Like like I said, trying and failing. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, this just related to my life right now. Yeah, like that's crazy. And then other times it's like, what did I just flip to? This doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's kind of, it's it's random lectio is what it is. Random gospel lectio. So just see see what you can learn from the gospels and then yeah. reflect on it. And that's that's a interesting way. The, I guess the ones that like don't make sense. Are you able to make sense of it eventually, or is it just like you might just be like, I need to test step away and get back to it, or maybe it's maybe it's like a reserve basically. So you kind of <laughs> you, you thought about it, but it's kind of like all right now nah, I'm gonna go to bed now because I I literally could some 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 of them I don't understand and some of them even though they don't relate. To my life right now, I think I have had some in the past that that eventually I, I've understood or or been in. I mean, been in mass or been around church and been around life teen and starts to make more sense. Yeah, starts to make more sense. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're trusting in the process. You're trusting in God. Um, that was an awesome. Just the way you just related even that right back to just your marketing business. The one something that you own as a junior in high school. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, but trusting in the process. So um, you talked about reading scripture. You talked about the rosary. Um, you know, within prayer, there's also adoration. We went to adoration when we were at Life Teen Camp. Yep. Um, 
and we were kind of talking about this at camp and then a few days ago we were talking about this as well but um is there such a thing as a bad adoration <laughs> yeah so let's go ahead and answer that right off the bat no there's no there could, <laughs> how could there be such a thing as a bad adoration when you're when you're in the presence of god and the monstrance there's no way possible that's a bad that can't be a bad day or a bad adoration at all um Good. But there is, and I want to say failure, like, again, it's, it's always good, but there is definitely failure adorations. You go to any, you do any reflection after a, an adoration with a group of people, and half the people will probably say, oh my gosh, that was the most amazing thing, I felt this and that, right. and then you see the other people that are getting ready to pass out, because they just, <laughs> they tried their best, and nothing happened. They're exhausted. Right. And they're like, I got really distracted, because the person on the left of me is crying, the person on the right of me is laughing. Yeah. I'm getting distracted because they're making so much noise. The music is different, right? If you're not used to the music, there's a lot of things that can distract you from the monstrance. So it's not a bad adoration. It's just a different adoration. Yeah, a different adoration. And uh, what I come back to, though, every time I do have a... And, and yeah, it's definitely always been... There's more, again, I don't want to say bad adorations, but failure adorations, but why and failure? It's not. It's not failure. That's why I keep saying it's. It's. It's not bad. It's just not like amazing. So it's. But, but do you, you ha- have to have an amazing adoration? Ex- no, you don't. Exactly. You, the the failures make make you appreciate the end result so much better. So when you do get okay. the when you do get the the peak adoration where you felt everything, everything went amazingly, and you were locked in, like we say, locked in, locked in, and. Um, just you and Jesus. Yeah, that that it makes you appreciate it so much more when you just get when you get locked in. And then I think the the best thing is to take those take those wins and the next loss you have, ref, remember the win, and that's what'll yeah. make you keep going and trying and trying and trying. Yeah. So when you're having that like difficult adoration, right? The one where you're like, I feel like I'm not necessarily failing, but I'm not necessarily present, and things are difficult. And you're remembering the win. Do you still technically win? You, oh yeah. How could you not? How could you not win in Jesus? I mean, come on. Hey. You're you're always then. You, oh, that sounds like one of those cringy T-shirts somebody would be wearing. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it's true. You're always you're always you're always winning in Jesus. There you go. You guys got a new shirt. You we can make. we could definitely make that life team this next year. We yeah. could 100 percent make that shirt. Yeah, but it's true. You are you are always winning. How could you not? How could you not win in Jesus? So. That's true. But but you can you you're always winning in Jesus, but you can you, you do fail in trying to you're not failing again. You're not you're not failing. It's it's such it's a hard. it's such a hard way to phrase this because you, of course you're winning. You're I mean you're there. You're at church or wherever you are, and being present is sometimes just enough. Yeah, being being present it, to appreciate being present is. Is not that's that's not taking a loss. That's winning in itself. But maybe to not have that full connection is is does it does hit that it feels hits like everyone. a failure. Yeah, it feels like a failure, even though it's not right. You have to, you have to reflect back and back. Okay, I was just in the presence of of God, and I can appreciate that. Yeah, and that's what'll keep you going. I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we got there. We got there. Um, no, that's that's beautiful. That's good. So. When you go to adoration at camp and then you come to adoration, let's say just in the chapel here, um, what do those wins look like? Because it's different, right? Whether you have the music, whether you don't, 
whether it's silent adoration or like an XLT. So what I what I love about camp, I think there's a there's definitely a difference between camp adoration and normal church adoration. Both are amazing because again, you're always winning with Jesus, right? That's going to be a T-shirt. But anyways, um, <laughs> it might already be. Honestly, we just got to look at those. Yeah. So um, I, I think that the thing I love about camp and the reason it brings me back every single time is because you get to go away. Be, be away from your back home, be away from, I mean, the one we go to most of the time in Georgia is just, it's out in the middle of nowhere, no cell service, can't use your phone. Right. And you're just, you can be fully present, not, on, not only in the moments with God, but all the great people there, the friends you meet, and you can just be away from anything that ever bothers you. And that's, that's what separates camp adoration from church adoration because, yeah. you know, at camp, like, like I just said, you're, you're, you can, it's almost way easier to dive in because you're already separated from all the things that might distract you. Yeah, you're just disconnected. So yeah. it's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah, And, and then you're like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, Get you're surrounded by, by people that also want to win in Jesus. But maybe back here, it's not as, and you still are, but it's not as, it's, it's it different. doesn't get as deep. Yeah, and I think that, I think that what I like, there's things I like about both, actually. And sh- at, the ones away... At, at camps and stuff and retreats, I feel like you really want to dive in hard. But the ones back at home and in church, you already know. You know what? You, you go in with the doubts. You go in with the doubts that says, you know what? I can't reach that same, that same, well, the same Jesus high I got at, at, uh, at away at uh, a camp in the middle of nowhere. But so, do you sometimes still reach it? Sometimes. I think, I think yes, in different, in different ways, honestly. It, that's, yeah. That's what I like. I mean, the church adoration back, back, you know, back when you're in your hometown, it allows you to, it's more, it's, it's, it's two different types of adoration. Like I said, the one away you dive in the one here, it's more, it's more maybe so you get time to be in silence. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Um, you know, you learn a lot about at camp and just being there is that silence is a great thing. Yeah. And that's what you get here at, at the church. You might not be able to dive in as deep. Some people can, some people might not be able to, but you get that silence and the silence is the silence and being present in general is what's appreciated. I think. Yeah, absolutely. The silence is sometimes what like is really, really needed because the busyness of like daily life sometimes is like, that's loud enough as it is. And so when you're able to get those moments to sit in silence, you're kind of like, okay, God speak to me. Right. And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Um, does he ever, are you ever like sitting there and you're like, all right, your turn. And then you're like, okay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that happens to everybody. But um, I think, I think then when I get into adoration, it's like that. I either, I either go two, two ways. And that's usually at the start of adoration for me. You either push as hard as you can or, or think as hard as you can to dive in with God. Or you just say, you know what? I'm going to sit here and be appreciative that I'm here and just relax and be be, be still in the silence. That's what I think it is. Those are great approaches, both of them. Yeah, but I mean, how again? How could you go wrong? How could you go wrong there? Always winning with you, Jesus. Yeah, right. In it to win it, we're locked in. Yeah, it and always goes back. Yeah, it's definitely different because at camp you're 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 still in some chaos, but it's it's <laughs> good. It's like chaos that you're you're fully you know, aware of, and you're fully aware of, and that's that's what's normal there. But here, it's not like you just went and danced and partied and now you're at adoration <laughs> you're not going to go through the messy yeah, games and gonna. have mud all over you <laughs> yeah um speaking of 
we were we were touching base and talking about what your first adoration was like. Yeah. Tell us about it. Please <laughs> so, tell us about it. I don't want to say it was miserable, but it's not. Okay, <laughs> again, how could it be miserable? But the the original adoration I had was at a camp a long time ago, and we did messy games and then went straight in adoration. So we're all sitting in a field in the presence of Jesus and the monstrance yeah. with bugs flying everywhere, mud stuck to us. So <laughs> was that really hard to focus? Yes, but it also, I think for everybody, it it it, it made us all... And in that moment, it doesn't matter who you were in in that field. We were all covered in mud, and we could all just relate to each other and be there because we're all. It was almost like we're all on the same level with God. So I can That's both cool. I can both appreciate that adoration and also, I I mean every single year I I go back to a camp. I'm like I hope they never <laughs> do that again because that was pretty miserable. But also at the same time, it made it cool. It's like okay, yeah, you, you we're all on back. the same level. Yeah. We're all on the same level, and that might, that was probably a good way to experience adoration because the next adoration later in that that week, I think, at the camp was a more normal adoration, and <laughs> and it makes oh, oh yeah, it makes it much more enjoyable. So, but yeah, I think that that's what made my first adoration cool. That's it's it's really cool to be able to go back and look at it and be like, this was a major distraction. This was bizarre in every single way. But like when you're at camp, it's also funny because right, like when you're at camp. You're like, you do these things. Like you said, there's like this chaos, but then you're like, oh no, like that makes sense. Like if we did some of this stuff at camp here, like (laughs) (laughs) at St. Matthew's, people would be like, what are they doing? Exactly. But (laughs) the the thing I hear a lot of people talk about with adoration, this is most of, yeah, this is most everyone that honestly says this. A A lot of people, when we do reflections after adoration with small groups and stuff, and I think a lot of the, People always say, you know what, my problem this time, and it's it's usually, I think, from the people that have, they literally did their first adoration before, and now they're on their second, I came in expecting something. Yeah. And I don't think it's not a bad, I, I think it's not a bad thing to come in, come in and expect something, but when you're, when you're fully thrown at your first adoration, since you literally barely know what it is. You have no expectations. Yeah, so you're just, you're just living, living wild and free, basically, and yeah. with your second, you, 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 you definitely have to try. That's when you have to start saying, okay, I'm going to lock in and we have to try. But most people don't know how to do that. I think it takes a while through multiple yeah. adorations to learn how to lock in and to, to, to put feel. those expectations aside. Right. That's the, I mean, I think you've hit it right on the head, right on the nail right there <laughs> is like, honestly, like setting expectations aside, especially within your faith life can be so difficult, especially when you have such a high, you know, awesome like you're just on cloud nine with an adoration and then the next one you're not yeah and you're like what am i doing wrong but the reality is is like if you put those expectations aside like you said no such thing as bad adoration yeah it definitely definitely hits hard and i i i definitely remember that for me after the second one I, i it's funny it's I haven't talked to most most people do their second adoration is more difficult for them because they realize now that they have to to buckle down and just walk in. But I think that again, through those losses and it's not a loss, but through those losses, <laughs> through those losses, it'll lead you to more, it'll lead you to more wins. Cause now, you know, absolutely you, you, you get deeper into the faith where, yeah, I have to try. So really hard. So that's fantastic. That yeah. is, that is wisdom. Matthew Bajarski, Maddie B. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having uh, me.
Let's end in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for the gift of today. Thank you for opening our hearts to being vulnerable in our conversations about you and about your son, Jesus. Give us the courage to continually seek you in all that we do. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.